Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here are your hosts, Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villarreal. Hello, Chicagoland. Hey, another week here at Faith Marketplace on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. I'm in studio with some two fabulous, uh, well, one fabulous guest and, of course, my fabulous co-host, Jennifer Villarreal is here in studio. Yes, hello everyone. Yeah, and um, you've got some special stuff we're going to talk, some really exciting stuff we're going to talk about today, right? Yeah, we do. And I want to make sure that everybody is aware, you need to mark your calendars for August 8th and 9th. That's Thursday and Friday, August 8th and 9th for the Global Leadership Summit. And Bob, you're a huge fan of the Global Leadership Summit. What do you find to be valuable or what can you share that our listeners can you know, expect to, to see yeah, there? Yeah, I, I have to tell you. I've been to a lot of leadership. So I've been to a lot of different events like this. This is without question the best one of any of them that I've been to. Uh, I've been to over 20 of them, uh, and most of them have been live at Lula Creek. And so I get the pleasure of seeing the engagement there and the enthusiasm and excitement. I've also been in this, the simulcast sites, too. And mm-hmm. this year is going to be better than ever, than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really promises to be a great summit. But I can tell you the takeaways. I've got notebooks saved from back, you know, years ago, the, these things that I take away and walk away with. And uh, frankly, a lot of them have been really transformational for me. So I encourage anybody out there that's in their listening audience, you've got to go and check this out. Yeah, and we also have a pair of tickets to give away to the summit. So yes. make sure you text us here at 224-404-1988 and send us the keyword GLS and you'll be uh, submitted to win a pair of tickets. Hey, listen, uh, I've got uh, two, I have a Jen and a Jennifer in studio. So Jennifer, my wonderful co-host, and then I want to introduce you to a lady that I've had the privilege of meeting months ago, I think it was. And uh, I got so excited and inspired by her that I joined her organization as a member. But I'd like to introduce you to Jen Koffel. Uh, She is a six-figure business coach, an international speaker, and the best-selling, uh, best-selling author, She's also the CEO of Engaging Speakers, which she's going to talk about today and some exciting things are going on. Jen, welcome. Thank you. It's so great to be here with you guys. Yeah. Hey, listen, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about your backstory? A little bit, you know, are you a person that raised in a Christian family? Or that something that happened in a different lifetime? Or what's going on? I was not raised in a Christian family. I actually came to know the Lord when I was 17. Mm-hmm. I was introduced to him through a church retreat, a snow retreat as a high schooler, I was invited. And I was one of those partying teenagers uh, chasing the popular crowd. And I went to this Christian retreat and I walked into the retreat. It was a New Year's Eve weekend retreat. And so I brought alcohol. I was um, smoking cigarettes, walking into the cabin, had no idea what the culture of a Christian teenager retreat would be. <laughs> so I was the one that you, <laughs> the parents are worried about. Um, I, so I walk into this cabin and I see all these teenagers there with Bibles and they're talking to each other in a way that was different than I've ever seen before. They were actually fellowshipping and I didn't know at that time what that meant. Mm-hmm. And I saw them really connecting with each other. And I I just witnessed love for the first time. And it wasn't superficial. And every other relationship and friendship that I had 
was very superficial. And this was really different. And it captured me. I remember the girl that was with me. We, were, we both were smoking on the way, to, walking over to the cabin. We walked in and we sat down and we didn't speak to each other. We just were people watching and we were captivated. Both of us were captivated. And the only thing we said to each other is, they're talking to each other about God. There's Bibles. And, and we were just shocked. And then the youth pastor came in and did a, a, a message. Mm-hmm. And we went home into the cabins, you know, that night with all the other teenagers and they were asking us questions. And my friend, I, I did know the difference between God, the father and Jesus. She didn't. And so we were, we, I was proud that I knew that we were having this interesting conversation. And then we actually um, were given us those four spiritual law books, you know, mm-hmm. so then I didn't receive pray the prayer of salvation that weekend. I went home Sunday night and I was in my bedroom alone on my bed. I remember sitting Indian style reading through this four spiritual laws booklet. And I really understood based on what I had seen and witnessed and what the youth pastor had shared. And then what I was reading, I understood that I was a sinner and I, I needed to come before him and ask for forgiveness. And I did in that moment, when I was 17 in my bedroom alone, I received the Holy Spirit that night and wow. became a Christian. So that's my wow. Christian backstory. Yeah. <laughs> and thanks for being transparent about that. Because uh, we've had similar kind of stories that people come to faith at different times in their life or whatever, mm-hmm. or grew up a Christian, never had that kind of experience. But that was, that was very profound for you, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. it really. I, so here I was, a partying teenager, right. and with my friend. She also became a Christian. We both did. Wow! And then the next weekend, we were going to the same parties that, but we went with. We went stopped at seven Seven Eleven and got big gulps, and went to the party with our <laughs> big gulp of soda instead of drinking alcohol. And we were witnessing to all the kids. Oh my goodness! And they were like. Uh, not interested, right, <laughs> and yeah. so we didn't get invited back, <laughs> and we had to find a new group of friends, which was really a, a, a very good thing for yeah. us. And um, that, and I was happy to go find a new group of friends because I had discovered real friendship and real mm-hmm. love, and there it wasn't counterfeit, and it was real, and I was so thankful for it. What a great story! Well, Jen, why don't you share with us a little bit more about the work that you do and why you're so passionate about that? Absolutely. Well, I'm really passionate about entrepreneurship. When I first became an entrepreneur, it was back in 1999. I was an occupational therapist, and I really was wanting to do something that was, as an occupational therapist, typically you're trained to be a jack of all trades and a master of none. So you know a little bit about a lot of different things. And so I got very interested in helping people with disabilities learn how to drive. So I became a state licensed driving instructor. And a certified driver rehab specialist. And I opened up a private practice. It was the first private practice that was not hospital-based. And uh, we helped people with disabilities to be able to get back their independence in driving. And so I ran that business for several years. And in that time period, I had been trying to have children. We tried six years to have kids. And so once we finally had them, I decided I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom after six years of trying and I was able to adopt our first baby and um, made the decision to sell the business. And um, then I got pregnant five months later with twins through IVF. Wow. And <laughs> that was a surprise. And so I came home and started, you know, just being a mom with all these little ones. And then um, fortunately, God provided and I was able to sell that business, which was a very niche business and hard to sell. There was only 11 of us in the whole state of Illinois that had that certification. So wow. that was definitely God's provision. And then when... I, um, there I was with a two-year-old and one-year-old twins and I got pregnant by surprise (laughs) and the money that I sold the business for was all gone. And I thought that the money that I sold the business for was going to get me through 
the time when my my oldest Maddie was just getting to school age, I thought, well, I'll go back to school then. That'll be enough money to get us through the next five years. But then the twins came, and then I was pregnant, and then here I was with all these little ones, and I was broke, and I was struggling financially. So then I was looking for something I could do from home and started working for a network marketing business and did that. Um, and well, I built this the drive rehab business to six figures in less than 12 months. And um, I took the knowledge that I had in business and applied that to a network marketing business, which was kind of unique. And I built that to six figures in less than 12 months. And in there, I discovered my joy for coaching people in business, you know, having built a traditional business and treating this business like a traditional business. I, I really love entrepreneurship and I love to help people have their time and freedom. That's why mm-hmm. I love doing driver rehab, giving people their freedom and independence. And then here, you know, helping moms be able to have that independence to be able to be you know, able to work from home and then finding other people that wanted to be able to build a six figure business in their business and teaching them how. So I really love entrepreneurship and and so that has been my journey. I've been building businesses now for 20 years. And now I do have um, engaging speakers as a business and I have a coaching business and I have multiple businesses, but I love business. So <laughs> yes, I can tell. I can tell you're really passionate absolutely. about that. And we're going to dive in even more about engaging speakers. Yeah, in, in absolutely. Just a bit. You know, uh, along with that, because uh, the other businesses, as I understood, were kind of solopreneur. You yes. were kind of you were pretty much it and or maybe with some help of uh, admit or something like that. Mm-hmm. But now with diving in with what you're going to be doing with uh, engaging speakers, um, what's been some of the challenges along the way you might be able to share with our speakers and how you've transitioned through those? Yeah, sure. Well, you know, this engaging speakers, we're going global with the company. I've, right. I purchased the company last year and it's a different type of business. It's not a solo entrepreneurship <laughs> type of business. So I've been myself, you know, seeking consultants and looking at creating an organizational structure and really building a, a much larger team. And so it is very different than solo entrepreneurship. Yeah. In the solo entrepreneurships, I mean, you had some incredible success doing this in a very short period of time. What were some of those challenges you faced or some of the things you might share out there that you had to overcome with those previous businesses? I think that, um, you know, for I've been very blessed with just having, I think God's given me a lot of talent when it comes to understanding entrepreneurial business. Mm-hmm. I think that um, some of the biggest challenges has, has been letting go and not trying to do everything on my ah, own. I think go. that's really where the, you know, it's making those decisions around. And, and I've learned a lot in that space, but I have definitely, I think, waited too long um, mm-hmm. looking back and many different uh, times where I think I should have gotten help a lot sooner. You know, some of the assistant help or bookkeeping or right. tax help or things that, you know, really not trying to do everything. Right. Yeah. I think that's kind of the Achilles heel for a lot of folks, you know, entrepreneurs, because you feel that you're super man or woman and you, you can do all this stuff. And it really takes away from, your joy, number one, because you have to be doing stuff you really probably don't like to do. Mm-hmm. Number two, it doesn't keep you focused on what's making you money, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Yeah. Well, you also have some uh, great tips to share with our listeners, and we want to be able to offer that to them. And so you have the 17 Success Principles. It's a digital workbook and a virtual course. Can you just give us a brief uh, overview on that? Yeah, sure. If 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 somebody is struggling with belief and their ability to build a six-figure business and less than 12 months or add six figures to their business, that course is really designed for that. It's 17 principles around success. And I do a little coaching on each one and have a digital workbook to kind of help process and build your belief so that, you know, that's not a a challenge for you. Awesome. Well, make sure that you text us here to 224-404-1988. Use the keyword engage. We're going to send that to you as well as uh, the nine ways to find and book speaking opportunities with engagingspeakers.com. Uh, we'll be right back with Jen Koffel. 
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with our guest, Jen Koffel, uh, the CEO of Engaging Speakers. She's going to tell us a little bit more about that, but she also has her own coaching business and all kinds of stuff. We're going to get into that shortly here if we don't run out of time. But, Jen, one of the things I wanted to come back with and let the audience know, because we've been talking about this thing called Engage. What is that? What is sure. Engaging Speakers and what do you guys do? Yes, we're an organization where we help entrepreneurs speak their way to more business. I okay. have found speaking to be the most powerful tool that I've used to grow all my different businesses. And so we love to help equip them uh, and any entrepreneur be able to use that as a tool. And it's great offline as well as online speaking. Yeah, and I have had the privilege of attending these and mm-hmm. also see you speak personally. And I can tell you it's the real deal, guys. <laughs> so Jen's the real deal. And uh, if she's built her own six-figure business, I know this business is going to just rock, skyrocket. I'm telling all my friends and people in business that I know that wants to do more public speaking or just get into the in the arena. A lot of people have a problem with that. They're, you know, it's one of the scariest things to do is public speaking, but also presentations. I mean, all of us are making some kind of a presentation along the way. So, yeah. Well, Jen, why don't you tell us how you incorporate your faith and your work with what you do with engaging speakers and with your coaching? Absolutely. You know, I think if anybody gets to know me well, I think you'll learn. If I I had somebody once share with me a triangle, and they and they showed me like. There's three points of me. One is like my love and passion for entrepreneurship. And then there's this passion for ministry and then a passion for nonprofits. And love is right in the middle. Mm. And love is what God is. And so for me, I want to just reflect his love. And no matter if I'm in business and ministry and my nonprofit work, whatever I'm doing is that when you experience interacting with me and people comment about this, like even guests that come to engaging speakers, just creating an atmosphere, an atmosphere of love like genuine love, non-judgment. And God's been actually even um, revealing to me not to even judge those that judge, like not to even, you know, like I'm so passionate about loving people unconditionally and just find that something that I I just am so drawn to love and sharing love. And, And then the other day I was talking with a friend and I was just reflecting on how sad it made me that, um, People sometimes struggle with judgment and mm-hmm. sh- and and being able to not judge. And then he pointed out to me that that's even judging to to be judging if someone's judging. And I said, <laughs> "Wow, like you just took me to another level of love, you know, to not even judge those that judge." You and know, it's so important, especially now. We see that a lot oh, out boy. there, especially yeah. in social media. We hear this word tolerance being thrown around, yet both parties aren't really being tolerant of each other, which really means. Uh, embracing their viewpoint and their in what they believe, mm-hmm. but if I think we could do that even more if we come from that place of love and and be that light out in the world. Well, again, I, I've I've seen that live at the mm-hmm. events and in the gratitude section that you mm-hmm. went. Why don't you tell them a little bit about that? Yes, I. That's one of my favorite pieces. We end every meeting with gratitude, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of a po- time where I just pass the mic and it's like popcorn. Everybody just shares <laughs> anything they want to be sharing and expressing gratitude for in the group, and so it's not gratitude to me as the leader of this group. It's really gratitude amongst each other and sharing, like if they learned something from a speaker or they made a great connection during the networking or just anything that they want to share that they're grateful for. And it really does end the time together in such a positive way. And and there's something very powerful about words of gratitude. And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, there's such power in our words. Yep. And God started the world with the word, you know, and what we say is, is, 
matters, you know. It really does, especially as Jen pointed out, you know, with this polarization we have today, you know, uh, with this we, they, us thing, it's just, uh, it's disheartening in a way, but uh, what I see in that environment, and a little bit about that, you know, as far as what that looks like, just share with our audience, what does engaging speakers look like as far as what the event is, or sure. is this monthly, is this daily, what is that all about? Because you yes. got a bunch of stuff you're doing. Sure. Uh, we have a monthly event, so it's on the first Tuesday of each month from 10 to noon in Schaumburg. We have a conference center, we meet there, and we also do a virtual meeting on mm-hmm. the last Wednesday of each month, and that's at uh, 7 o'clock for members and 6 o'clock for guests. And so at these meetings, we incorporate networking and we have a guest speaker trainer. Mm-hmm. And we also um, have our gratitude section at the end. And then we do coaching on your marketing message. I really believe it's harder to talk for 30 seconds and, and share what you do than it is to talk for 30 minutes. Right. And so we do coaching. So there's another speaker coach in the room and we have entrepreneurs come up and they do their 30 seconds and we'll do live coaching right there to help them. But it's in a safe place and an atmosphere where they yeah. feel loved and they get really like the truth. Like we speak the truth in love. So it's not like we're just saying, you know, we actually give real correction and yep. help support yep. them. And it's fun. And, and it's really uh, it's makes it, making a difference in, in their in their lives. And and that way is even just it's small, but it's it's really impactful. So that's what we do during our live meetings. And then uh, virtually we have some networking time as well. And how many people usually attend the live meetings? Last month we had 92 people show up live. So we're, we're running between 80 and 100 that are coming each month live right now. That's great. And again, who should attend? Any entrepreneur. Any entrepreneur that wants to grow their business. And we like to talk about teaching people how to talk, right? So we not necessarily public speaking can be scary or doing a speech. Like it's really just talking. Like so sharing your 30-second marketing message. What do you do? How you know, how do you share that effectively? And then also talking about your business. Like how do you do a talk that is inspirational, not informational, that really connects with your deal target market. And we're teaching a strategically designed talk that will 10x your business at a 10x speed because you're going to connect really well um, with your target market and know where to find them. Yeah, and you said something that's really critical. It's not this formulaic thing. It's really getting to understand how to have a conversation, basically, and connect with your audience. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge thing, especially today, I would share – uh, and again, you know my heart for this is the millennials <laughs> have a bit of difficulty, you know, uh, in connecting with people and, and being able to have proper communication. So I'm I'm really on top of that thing, especially with your group of people. Listen, um, you you started off with a really terrific story about how you came to the Lord. Mm-hmm. I got to believe you got a couple of verses in you that you really like to go yes. to, kind of go to verses. What are those? Well, I love Second Chronicles sixteen nine says, for the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth, that he may strongly support those whose hearts are completely his. Mm-hmm. I just picture God and all that he sees in this world and, you know, just envision him like looking for those whose hearts are completely his and, and fully supporting them. And I want to be one of those that he sees in that way. You know, one of the other things that strikes me, because you, you, you're, you're balancing two really big things here. You're balancing growing a business and, be, and then balancing the mom of four. Mm. Uh, how does that all work? <laughs> well, my 16-year-old daughter, I just hired her as an assistant in the house. <laughs> and she's go. super excited <laughs> and she's doing a great job. And I, I gave her, you know, she's got like a little sign-in sheet, sign-out sheet, <laughs> and she's got a task that she does. So some of it's incorporating them. Um, also being really intentional with our time. Like we have Thursday night family nights mm-hmm. and then date night with my husband. Like, like the things that you hear about really incorporating those and doing our best to have as many dinners around the table as possible. That's, I think, really important to connect. And so 
for me, it's about scheduling time and calendaring and being intentional with that. So as an entrepreneur, one of the very first things I learned to do was to calendar my time and really look at the priorities, getting the priorities down first, which is time with my family and time with my husband and ministry. And after those things are scheduled and then, then all the like practical things, like if you've got a doctor's appointment or whatever, get all that scheduled and whatever is left over then is, you know, time that's available to work. And then when you are working, you're not feeling guilty because that was one of the things I struggled with as a, mm. as a new mom and then taking on starting a, you know, a business with children. It's like, how do I balance all of that? And that was something I really had to learn. And, and learning that was one of the most important lessons that really had a real impact on me feeling like I still have been able to pour into my children and, and be a good mom. Yeah, that time blocking and putting yourself down first. It's kind of like on the financial side, we pay ourselves first too, right? There you go. So yeah, mm -hmm. that's good. Well, in the first segment, you talked about uh, your younger self and those party days before you became mm -hmm. or before you came to know the Lord at the age of 17, right? Yes. So what words of wisdom would you have given your younger self knowing what you know now? I think I would have talked to my younger self about how much God loves me, you know, that we that I am loved and you know, my childhood was really challenging and hard, and uh, there was a lot of um, heartache in my in my growing up years, and I didn't feel loved in many ways. And so, I think that if I could have discovered His love a lot sooner, that would have been. Mm -hmm. um, I think the thing that I would have wanted to tell my younger self is that I am loved, and that um, I'm worth. That there's a purpose for me, and sure. that, that I have worth. Yeah, I think a lot of times, even as adults, we see this where we're masking and trying to fill that void. Mm. And really, that could only be filled by our creator Absolutely. who designed that. Yeah. How, knowing what you know and coming through that childhood, how has that influenced how you're, how you're raising your own kids? Mm -hmm. It influences a lot. I mean, I really am intentional about telling my kids, you know, how much I love them, you know, physically, you know, showing that love, being generous with them, being intentional about even having them understand success principles. There's so much that I had to grow and learn, you know, as mm -hmm. a young adult that I didn't know as a child that I wasn't taught. And that's something that I've been really instilling my children at a very young age, like teaching them success principles at a really young age. Um, they make fun of me now, but I know that in the future it'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll stick with them. Well, speaking of those success principles, can you tell us a little bit more about the 17 success principles, which is a virtual course and a digital workbook? Mm -hmm. um, what are our listeners going to receive when they text us to, to get that? So one of the most impactful books that I've discovered in business is called Success Principles by Jack Canfield. Mm -hmm. And so I read that book and it really was one of those books that really poured into me and helped me to really, the first chapter punched me in the face, like, you know, take 100% <laughs> responsibility. Exactly. You know, and then so some of the, so the 17 are actually the my favorite of those success principles. And so I share from my perspective, like how I've incorporated those and used those in my business and how those have transferred and transformed my thinking, because I did have a lot of growing up to do. And especially, you know, taking on, you know, what personal development, you know, the faster and the more you grow personally, the faster I believe your business grows. And so from for that particular course I'm giving away, it's it's just a reflection of what I gained from that and how I've incorporated it into business. That's great. Well, make sure that you text us here at the studio to 224-404-1988 with the keyword engage. You can also find Jen Koffel online at jenkoffel.com and that's J-E-N-C-O-F-F-E-L as well as engagingspeakers.com. You'll also get the nine ways to find and book speaking opportunities. So make sure that you text us here at faithmarketplace.com. 
And stay tuned. We're going to be right back in our next segment with Jen Koffel, CEO of Engaging Speakers. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here again on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. I'm Bob Lambert. Joining me in studio is Jennifer Villarreal, my co- wonderful co-host. And I've got another Jen over here that I'd like to uh, reintroduce you to. That's Jen Koffel. She is the CEO of Engaging Speakers. She's got a lot of stuff going on, folks. So, Hey, we left off that you said that uh, Jack Canfield's book, The Success Principle, is really important to you as you started on your entrepreneurial route. Who else inspires you? Nick Vajuacic, if you've ever met him or seen him speak, he has no arms or legs. Mm-hmm. He is um, amazing. And I think about when I have struggled with belief in my ability to do something in business, like with engaging speakers, you know, building that to a global organization. And it's times where I've ever questioned if I can do something, I think about Nick and I think about what he's accomplished. You know, here he was born with no arms or legs and there was no medical reason why. And at eight, years old, he had already experienced so much failure and being bullied and everything he couldn't do and looking into the future, knowing that, you know, he was going to probably not get married, he thought, and all these different things that he, he actually became suicidal. And his mom and dad were such great parents. They poured a lot of belief into him and spoke words of belief into him. And that enabled him to be able to move forward. And he surrendered his life to God and really just accepted that, you know what, there isn't a medical reason, so God, you must have given me a purpose. Like at that young age, at eight years old, he really was able to do that and find hope. And he's now become the highest paid, I believe, Christian speaker in the world. And he has this incredible ministry and vision and mission that every person in the world would hear him share the gospel, which is incredible. And he's actually living that and he's married to a beautiful woman. They have two healthy little boys. And I think if this is somebody that has no arms or legs, that has fully surrendered to God, and I have arms or legs, what what God can do with him, you know, what could God do with me if I, as I fully surrender? And I just don't always get stuck in my head questioning or, you know, really just trust that there's a purpose and a plan for my life and just surrender to whatever that is and allow God to do it. Yeah, he's got a great testimony out there, a lot of great uh, videos, and you can actually find him on YouTube and just look him up. It's Nick, V-U-J-I-C-I-C. And so, Jen, what do you do to encourage the people that you work with? Well, I always I always send like messages, texts, I'm praying for you. I send probably three or four of those a day to different people that I do pray for. And I you know just ask God to lay people on my heart and pray for people. I send notes of encouragement to people and share with them, you know, something that I see. I love to speak belief into people. I think that's one of the things that, um, you know, Nick's parents did for him. My dad did that for me. Um, he really spoke belief into me. And when I started on my entrepreneurial road, I remember sitting in a in a booth in a restaurant having a conversation with my dad questioning if I should move forward in a business because um, I was feeling scared and didn't think I could do it. And he spoke word, belief into me. And, and so I love to do that, speak belief into people. And then just share appreciation for people. And um, and then, you know, I think those are the, the big things that I try to do is make sure that when I follow up with customers or clients that they really know how much I genuinely appreciate them, that they feel appreciated and not just that I'm doing follow-up, but that it's really in the spirit of um, appreciation. 
You can tell when somebody's going through their CRM and just doing the calendar follow-up. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think it makes a real difference to have that personal touch and, you know, come from that, that, that place. place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the authenticity comes through, Jen. There's no question about it. And having been uh, privileged to be in an audience where you spoke, you know, you could see everybody very engaged with mm-hmm. you. And just your demeanor, the way you came across, it was very transparent. You were being honest with people. You shared some great tips and ideas with people as to – how, and, and again, it was a lot of that kind of reinforcement, you know, that you, you can believe in it. But I love the, the way that you, you pres- positioned it with the story about Nick, because you're right. Here we are fully capable. You know, we have arms and legs and everything else going for us. And yet we have these things that come into our life that will beat us down or put us down the way or we can't, we're not good enough or where the case might be. You know, mine was always that was vertically challenged. You know, so uh, I got over that. Now I'm six foot three, and uh, you know, I still have my hair. So I'm I'm glad I'm living large now. You know. <laughs> well, Jen, what tools or systems do you use that help you to stay organized or productive, or you know, what keeps you on point? Well, I use um, a CRM called Entreport. I, I use that from a practical standpoint. I hired an executive assistant that is. Truly an executive assistant, not a virtual assistant, but somebody that is like a mini-me that can do all the (laughs) things that I need a mini-me to do. Um, So that's been amazing. Um, And expanding the team, you know, that's something that I've been learning a lot about is the need to really have great people around me. Now, you you said something interesting that you hired somebody that's like a Mm -hmm. mini-you. There's that, you know... um, philosophy, I guess, to hire somebody like you. And then there's also the other to hire somebody who is different than you so you can get some other things done. How is that different for you and why you hired your executive assistant? She is different than me, like in terms of her strengths. She definitely has a lot of strengths that I don't have, but she's also at a higher level that like she is genuinely an executive assistant. Like that's what What would you say the difference is for those that are listening between a virtual assistant and the executive assistant? That she can act on my behalf and make decisions and has has problem-solving skills and uh, abilities that uh, maybe a virtual assistant is somebody that's going to be an implementer Mm -hmm. of things that need to be done. But she's also, this particular um, executive assistant is also an innovator and has a vision and contributes and gives ideas. And so it's really like a partnership in a sense, not just uh, somebody that's fulfilling some tasks. And would you say that has elevated your your business to go to another level? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And I think that it, it gives you, expands your capabilities. You know, that's the big thing. Even even a virtual assistant can do that. I mean, if you were to pay a virtual assistant $15 an hour, let's say, and you let's say you hire them just 10 hours a week, that's $150 a week. Uh, times four, that's $600 a month. You get, For $600 a month, you get 40 hours of your life back, but what do you charge an hour? What is an hour worth for you of you know income-producing revenue that you know, for your time? I mean, let's say you even you make you know, $100 an hour. Mm-hmm. For 40 hours, that's $4,000. You just net $3,400 with those 40 hours if you take those hours that your virtual assistant does. Now, an executive assistant actually can be a whole nother level you know, where you're going to pay them more, but they're going to be able to do things that a virtual assistant can't that really can replace you in, in some ways. Exactly. Yeah, and that is a skill set that I admired so much. I had the very honor, the privilege of having several executive assistants, you know, that had um, worked with me and alongside me. And boy, oh boy, I'll tell you, they were worth every penny of it and then some because mm-hmm. they even 
completed my sentences half the time, you know. Yes. And they, I reported to them, frankly, exactly. you know, because that's how it went, you know. <laughs> and, and they I, kept me on point. Yeah, that's a great, that, that just sparked a thought that you had asked Jennifer, like, what makes them different is that they have leadership skills that they actually mm. tell you to do things or to not do things. <laughs> um, so it, and they have the confidence, too, because they actually have the knowledge and the, the ability to, you know, do things. And so I think that relationship is different in that respect. And, well, the other thing too, and to to your point, you have to give them permission to do that too. Correct. They got to know where yes. the boundaries are, what you what you're willing to allow mm-hmm. them to do, and when it's kind of like any you know a person that has a you know a talent that way or innovative, mm-hmm. is to let them go, you know, and not just harness them in and say do this, do that. Uh, and it, there is a, a clear distinction. I'm a big fan of virtual assistants for yes. companies that don't have that kind of assistant that can take and offload things that you just really shouldn't be doing. Because to your point, you should be focusing on generating business, not have to be in the business and doing all the rest of the stuff. And it's amazing how many people are afraid to let go. You know, would you say that that's one of the challenges? Most that was a have? challenge I had early in my business, and then I've had tons of virtual assistants since then. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've had a, like an executive assistant. Mm-hmm. I still have a virtual assistant and an executive assistant, right. but. That when I learned that it would cost me money to not have a virtual assistant, like seeing that difference in that net income, if I were to take those hours and apply them, that's where it made like sense. And I was realizing that I was actually losing money by trying to continue to do things that really weren't necessary for me to do. And are these some of the things that you teach your clients that you work Mm -hmm. with? Who is your ideal client? My ideal client is an entrepreneur that is really an expert in their area of business and their out into the made a decision to go into the entrepreneurial world. They want to have time and freedom and they know they're fantastic at what they do. But when they get out into this entrepreneurial world, they realize, wow, I didn't know there was this business world that I didn't really know about. Like I'm struggling with generating leads. I thought that because I'm so fantastic at what I do, I was just going to be able to attract customers and clients. And this is not happening the way I thought it would. This is, you know, much harder than I expected it to be. So I love to teach those particular people how to, build an entrepreneurial business and I, I teach them a blueprint and help them understand how to generate leads and make sales. And so I have a blueprint that has, I've used to build three different businesses to six figures in less than 12 months. And it worked for me. It works for my clients. It works for people. It's just that knowledge of like, how do you go out and build an entrepreneurial business? Like what is necessary? Mm-hmm. That's great. And they can find you where? Um, if you want to learn about the coaching, it's at jencoffel.com and then engagingspeakers.com is our organization for speaking. Listen, real quickly, we ask this because it's a fun thing to do. What would somebody say or what would you say that's amazing, cool, just extraordinary about you? What's extraordinary about me? <laughs> <laughs> I think that I'm, uh, I think the thing I get a lot is that I'm very transparent. In fact, I started a speaking ministry called Beautifully Transparent because, and I just wrote a Bible study book called Beautifully Transparent. I think that I'm pretty open. I'm willing to tell you just about anything. So I think that would be the thing that maybe sticks out the most is my willingness to be open and share. One other thing I don't want to skip over, you have a not-for-profit organization too that you've started, Yeah, right? Yeah. Talk a little bit about that real quick. Well, unfortunately, I lost my mom and my dad and my best friend all to cancer. They all died young and they died within like a year and a half. So that was a big vacuum in my life. And of course, I went through a lot of grief. But coming out of that, um, they all loved kids. And I have four kids and wanted to do something that would bring joy uh, to kids that are going through the cancer battle. So I started a project with a friend who's a cancer survivor. And we started a lollipop tree project. And so we donate naturally sugar-free lollipops to children's cancer clinics around the world. And these Lollipops are sweetened with uh, birch xylitol, so they're natural, and, and the kids really love them, and it's a great 
thing that we get to do to have fun and bring joy. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, you know what? We want to connect you with Jen. So make sure you text us here at the studio. That number is 224-404-1988. Send us the keyword engage and you're going to get the 17 success principles. It's a digital workbook and virtual course. And we're also going to send you nine ways to find and book speaking opportunities. Make sure you text us here at Faith Marketplace Radio. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with our special guest, Jen Koffel, CEO of Engaging Speakers. I mean, as you already know, if you listen to any of the other segments, this lady has got a very busy life and has a lot of things going. But we don't want to shortchange your, your not-for-profit. So how are people going to be able to get a hold of you and, the, and understand more about the not-for-profit? Sure. You can go to handinghope.org. We have a little map on there. You can see where we have our, our little lollipop trees. You can actually see it. There's a video on there of us and bringing that to the kids. But, you know, cancer, uh, it's just everywhere. And kids, you know, it's a big disease for little ones. And when they get chemotherapy or radiation, they get bad the sores in their mouth or they have bad taste in their mouth. And sugar has been known to cause cancer to grow. And so we love to replace that and give a safe alternative and also give parents and staff like something that they can give the kids. You know, kids love treats. And even as a kid, if you have cancer, you know, to not be able to have treats, you know, you want to be able to just be a kid and enjoy that. And you want as a parent to give that. So that's just something simple that we do. And even $1 gives five children a treat. And oh, so, that's great. That's awesome. And they can find that. that at handinghope.org. Handinghope.org. Well, we're <clears throat> going to uh, shake the tree here a little bit on a Bible, uh, on a, a challenge here scripturally is, do you know when your business is going in the future? Do you know where your business is going in the future? And I thought this was particularly appropriate of our guests because she knows where some of the stuff is going, but more importantly, she coaches a lot of people this. So what's your thoughts on this, Jen? Yeah, I think that, you know, planning is really key, right? Having a plan for your business. And, you know, I teach to, especially as an entrepreneur, if you come from a, you know, working a job, you know, everybody's doing the planning for you and you show up and you do your job. But if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to have to plan. You have to plan your work and work your plan and getting clarity around you know, even as a believer, you know, what is it that God's asking us? What's the, you know, the plan as a believer, disciple of Christ, but what is our plan for our business? And plans are important and we need a plan. So I teach a blueprint on, you know, to have a plan as an entrepreneur. But um, I also think that another big piece of this is our thoughts. You know, thoughts are things. And there's a verse, Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinketh, so he is. And that has been something that really stuck with me, even as I was reading some of the Jack Canfield teachings, just about the power of our thoughts, you know, and, and what we're thinking, because thoughts are things. And, you know, God talks about that in the scriptures to take every thought captive. And we really need to pay attention to what are we thinking about and how is that impacting? Because our thoughts lead to our feelings, and our feelings lead to our actions, our actions lead to our results. So I think that for me, those are some of the things that come to mind when you share that. That's great. Yeah. It's pretty similar to what I do with my clients, too. And I think the reason why is because it's not our idea. This is what God has told us, right? And so um, when I work with my clients, we look at that 90-day vision. What does that look like? A lot of times when I'm working with people, they don't have clarity. They don't have direction. They're not sure what they need to work on first. And they're chasing after all these other things. And you know, I'm big on spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to blame everything on the enemy. But when we have this message to share with others, we're not only making an impact with just one person. We're making an impact on those lives that they're encountering with and their families and et cetera. 
And so I think it's really important to, to break that down, you know, to understand where your business is going in the future and to seek help with a coach like Jen or myself or Bob right. or whoever, you know, to get that clarity. Because when you're in it, it's hard to see where you're going sometimes, you know, without that outside perspective. Yeah, I think you touched on a couple of good points in, in, in the lifting people up, the planning and, and having a vision out there, vision casting. I've been reading some really interesting things about communication recently and how top athletes and a lot of other people have visualize, mm -hmm. visualize success. And they stick with that visualization. Uh, and that was oftentimes what gets them to excel or gets them to that next level. Uh, and just understanding how to do that, just even to your point, thinking about belief and thinking about hope and thinking about something positive and success. Um, interestingly enough, what you just pointed to is also the influence we have as business owners, as entrepreneurs. The average business owner in this country, the small mid-market business owner, has influence over 1,500 people. That's bigger than most churches. And so the point of that whole thing is, is that we are, if you treat also your work as a ministry, when you look at... What is the vision of, of your business for the future? I think it's terribly important for believers to really think about that in biblical terms. Uh, what is God leading me to do? What is the implication of this business going to be? Not only funds-wise and what I'm going to build as far as you know possessions and everything else, but more importantly, what's the legacy? What am I really doing with other people, and what kind of influence am I providing for the kingdom? Um, I, my, my feeling about that is if I'm doing everything that I can to look at it from that perspective, that what I do is a ministry, this thing called work, which is one of the biggest ministries there are, is how am I walking that? More importantly, how's God directing me as to what my influence or what anything I'm going to do is going to benefit or have an impact for the kingdom? Because I think if you look at it from that perspective, a lot of this other stuff goes away. You know, the self-interest stuff and everything else goes away, although it's going to be there because you have to act in your own self-interest a lot. You know, you got to give God help. <laughs> but at the same time, I believe that if you have that kind of a perspective, taking it out of yourself, not of the world, right, but of God, um, it has a tremendous amount of, uh, at least it comes through. It's just like you. You know, I saw that that radiance in you when you spoke and, and people attracted to you. It's that law of attraction. Jack talks mm -hmm. about that, too, the law of attraction and what that looks like. Yeah, uh, but is that really biblical all the time? It depends well, on how I'm, you're looking I'm looking at it. at it from a spiritual standpoint because, if you know, we've talked biblically about how people do glow, you know, and mm -hmm. how they uh, exude this uh, So you're talking about the biblical law of attraction. Yes, right, okay. exactly. I know. Okay. I know. <laughs> Just clarifying for our listeners. I knew you were going to call me on that one because you knew about it's that. It's in the woo-woo, yeah. you <laughs> know, the woo -woo, yeah, yeah, the new age stuff. I know a lot about that because yeah. I was into that before yeah. I became a believer in 2011. Yep. And so, yeah, what are your thoughts on all of this, Jen? Well, I think there are laws of the universe, just like there's a law of gravity, there's a law of giving and receiving, there's a lot of different laws that work for the righteous and the unrighteous alike. So when sometimes what happens is I think non-believers, unbelievers will tap into laws that God has in place and then they'll learn to use them, you know, mm -hmm. um, but there are laws that he's created. And I think that um, just, you know, there's a verse that comes to mind about the wind blows on the righteous and the unrighteous alike, you know, the, those laws work. Um, mm -hmm. There are laws that are in place that work. Um, but as far as like what, some comments that I, I had, what you had talked about, that 90 day plan, I, I really want to go back to that. And if you are, you know, looking at growing your business, I think that, you know, business plans are, you know, something that many people look to. But I think a 90 day plan is something very practical mm -hmm. and really strongly. I, I teach the same thing. Like take your mm -hmm. business in 90 day chunks, you know, yeah, break it down, right? Mm -hmm. Break it down one to three items to focus on. Yes. Even if it's you're only able to focus maybe 
15 to 20 minutes per day, you're still building momentum because there are people out there, I'm sure you encounter, Jen, that want to move into the entrepreneurial space, but they're still in, you know, that corporate career and they're trying to transition. Do you work with people like that too? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think going back to the topic where it says, do you know where your business is going in the future? I think sometimes we don't know, but God does now. And we need to walk in obedience. And Bob, you know this, when I was having those health challenges for three years, the Lord was leading me to serve people on a larger scale, similar to what Jen was talking about through engaging speakers, to speak to many at one time. And I was so comfortable being hidden and doing one-on-one work. And (laughs) that's what I wanted to do. And I said, okay, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And God was saying, no, now, now. And then boom, I got hit with, you know, three years of, of not being able to do, you know, at that same level. Whereas if we were speaking to many, you can, you know, yeah. preserve that, that energy. Yeah. Do, do you see your business as a ministry? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And I think what came to my mind when you were talking, Jennifer, about that is about the idea of surrender, you know, mm-hmm. going back even to Nick and to our own lives and even engaging speakers. I did not want to buy engaging speakers last summer mm-hmm. and I, God went to task with me on that. And I resisted yeah. for months because I like to do things with the spirit of excellence. And I thought, how am I going to be able to take this on with, I have everything else going. You just had me launch the speaking ministry and like have all this stuff. And, and I had to surrender and there was not logic in it. Mm-hmm. And it was more of just the Holy Spirit leading and listening to him even when logic isn't there yeah he's paving that way and i could say the same so my group program is launching finally yes unshakableconfidenceclub.com but anyways we want to hear from you make sure you text us here to 224-404-1988 send us that keyword engage we'll get you connected to jen as well as engaging speakers we have the 17 success principles it's a digital workbook and you're not going to want to miss this so make sure you text us 224-404-1988 with the keyword engage Hey, and join us here again next Saturday, noon to 1 o'clock. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.